Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like build and bigger pipeline with real customers leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this deep sales and LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn sales navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn sales navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. In my opinion, investment of security is shelter. If you stop paying for one of the most important assets, that's where we're starting to see people really get pinched in their financial pocketbook and starting to have to make some tough decisions. And if the house and the mortgage payment is the one that you're cutting, that might be foreshadowing some potential pain that may be in the marketplace. That also may be for investors, a point of opportunity to start looking at getting a little bit more aggressive and thinking that the market might be taking a shift. What's going on, guys? Welcome into today's Money Moves. As always, your host, Maddie A., my co-host, my brother, Mr. Breedwell. What's up, y'all? Merry Christmas. This is uh, going to be Christmas. the last episode before Christmas. So it is. giving you guys a big shout out, all the listeners, all the people out there hustling, making money, losing money, taking action, working towards your goals, mm-hmm. making 2022 an amazing year and finishing it strong. Big shout out to you guys. Of course, you know, on this show, we talk all things stocks, real estate, investing, and personal finance to help you on your wealth building journey. Today is December 20th. And while it's kind of historically a slow week leading into Christmas or the last couple weeks of the year, there's kind of a lot going on right now. Oh, yeah. Tons. Uh, End of the year with the market, we got um, the rollover into the new year, which people are anticipating heavily. Yep. Um, you go Christmas, then that that fizzles out, and then like a few days later, we have New Year's. We have um, lots of news, saying good, saying bad. We yeah, got, we got a lot to cover today. We got updates on Sam Bankman Freed. We got mm. another drop of Twitter files. A new bill, government spending bill to avoid the government shutdown. We're going to break down a little bit of what that entails and what our thoughts are and how really that ties into the stock market mm-hmm. and real estate economics as a whole. Um, Of course, we've got some real estate updates for you guys on what we think are going to be kind of playing out as we head into the new year, new updates on forbearance, home builder data that just came out this week, affordability data, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Don't forget to take advantage of all the free resources we offer our Millionaire Mindcast fam. You can check that out at millionairemindcast.com. Yep. 
the 2023 Rich Life Planner is out. MillionaireMindcast.com forward slash store. Right now, we got the PDF available for you guys. Physical copies are going to be in in January. So super excited about that. If you're not subscribed to the podcast yet, be sure to hit that subscribe button. All we ask is that if you enjoy this, share it with a friend, a family member, somebody that really wants to be involved in these types of conversations because you're not going to get it in the mainstream media. You're not going to get it honestly and transparently from a lot of other people that really just want to take your money. We're just here to have some conversations about how to make more money and how to win together. Uh, If you enjoy it, leave a review on iTunes. Take advantage of your free financial x-ray. We've done thousands of these for Millionaire Mindcast listeners throughout the years. Mm -hmm. What does that entail, Mr. Breedwell? So we'll take a look at your current investments, any insurance, stuff that you got going, talk about what you might want to set up, what you might want to do. We can build you a financial plan, see how that might look going into the future, and really just make those all those investments or all those things that you're doing kind of translate long-term into a, in a a financial plan. A lot of people just have investments, um, kind of like when people just say, I'm going to buy real estate. Yeah. They don't really have a plan after that. It's the, it's the next step. They know it's the, the right thing to take the action, but then there's a whole another layer of strategy that Correct. comes into it, right? Yep. To achieve the financial goals and plan that you want, you need to have a roadmap on how you're going to do that. So that's 100%. what Ryan and his amazing team do for free for all of our Million of Mindcast listeners. Just text the word X-ray to 844-447-1555 for all my accredited investors that want to look at passive investments, passive income opportunities. I usually put out you know, two to three a year. Um, you can text the word deals to get on that list. Deals to 844-447-1555. We're going to be doing our next Wealth Wine and Dine event here in 2023. Very small, intimate group to get around other millionaire, high net worth investors and business owners. Text the word events to get on that list. And if you're not on my text letter, text the word notes. I send that out each and every week for you guys. With that being said, let's dig into today. First, Let's just get in on some of the culture and the drama that's going on right now. There's lots of it. Sam Bankman-Fried. Gone. He getting extradited. I'm honestly shocked. Back See, to the United States. Here's where, here's a time where I was wrong. And I'll say I didn't think anything was going to happen to him because there was nothing happening to him. He was going on the New York Times panel. He was saying he was going to come to the U.S. Um, but I'm glad I was wrong because he deserves to go to jail for the rest of his life. And it sounds like he will. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, what's going to happen to his little witchy girlfriend? Like, is is anything going to... She'll probably... She's got some culpability in all this. She'll you would probably think his go, team does too, right? Yeah, well, you know, because they didn't just charge... They charged him with conspiracy. You can't conspire without extra people. Yeah. So that means that they already know that there's more people. I am assuming that she is talking to the FBI and is cooperating. And so she'll get a lessened sentence for that. It makes them, their work a lot uh, easier to do. Um, it was pretty clear from the testimony though, from the um, the bankruptcy CEO, he is essentially saying that, the, you know, <clears throat> it's going to be hard to find um, the assets because they were, I mean, they were literally using the QuickBooks. That I can't so remember where I saw it, but it... it Somebody had noted, I think the new FTX team said they've like located a billion in assets, like 750 million in cash. I, I don't really know more detail on, they didn't really kind of expand on it, but it seems like the, and this was the guy that came in and kind of did the Enron cleanup, right? Correct. Is, who's yeah, the new, he said this is way worse than Enron. He said it was the worst he's ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> so that's he not good. It's literally, he said it's worse than Enron. And the first, 
And the the craziest thing is like I don't even think, you know, like he he was even saying Madoff. This is way worse than Bernie Madoff because there was just so there was a lack of accounting. And so it's really hard to find where the assets went when there's a lack of accounting. It kind of just was going in and out everywhere. So um, I'm hoping that they can get stuff cleaned up pretty quickly. But SBF going to jail forever is awesome. Yeah, I can't. I can't express like it's, that's just like if you don't like that, you have something wrong. With you. you don't like NBA basketball. Kevin Le- Kevin O'Leary just just kicking himself in the shins. Um, yeah, yeah. I got mean, all I- these hedge fund guys. I didn't know initially they were they were being paid by them. I just thought they were invested in them. Um, but now knowing that they were paid by them, it's obvious there's a conflict of interest there, and they just their their judgment is clouded. One hundred percent, because it's just it's a it's a fraudster. You can't. They're pumping, by. yeah, without any real accountability. Correct. And this was, a, I mean, this was the ultimate pump and dump. Correct. And it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt crypto as a whole. Now, with that being said, I still think there's a couple projects that are gonna stick around, but it's gonna hurt the majority of crypto as a whole. Well, I think there's a big lawsuit now that. Uh, is going against some of the large platforms that they're working to at least allow people to get something out of those exchanges mm-hmm. because most people's assets in the main exchanges so right frozen. now are all frozen. Yeah, they're frozen because they don't like technically exist because there's no money there. Yep. It's yeah. like, it's crazy. But this is exactly why, you know, again, regulation is good even though people don't want it. It protects people overall. It protects people even though there's still always going to be fraud. There's yep. always going to be people that find the cracks. It's overall better. Than having none. Twitter files. Yeah. Twitter daddy. Confirmed. Mr. Elon. I mean, they came out with some insane shit this week. No, like, and it's they came out. talked about it all. No, I mean, it's like, can we talk about the fact, we'll, we'll talk about the latest Twitter files drop. But then they came out and basically said this insane conspiracy theory around the government, the CIA, killing John F. Kennedy was true, but we all kind of already knew it was true anyway, so no big deal. I didn't even see that one. They did confirm the CA. I, the one that's always... That was the one that was shocking to me of like, if you actually trust in our government that they have your best interests in mind... Then they pinned it on Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. Is he dead? Oh, yeah. Okay, so now they don't care. No. Yeah, it's kind of gangster, but bad. I mean, the, the, the government... The gangsterness of it is epic. The badness of it is colossal. It's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. So that was kind of like literally just thrown out there and kind of glossed over. Kind of like the whole, you know, we know there's aliens, but why did the CIA you, kill JFK? He was a he was a he was a nice guy. Well, he was a G, right? He he was kind of a he was one of the like original OG presidents that was calling people on the carpet. And yeah, there were people getting that. called on the carpet that that must were have in got power released. that didn't. Was that released on get... like Friday last week? Yeah, that's why I didn't know. Yeah, because you were off I sipping was, and tipping in Napa. I was, I was meeting with you know what I you know I was meeting with marketing partners. Mind you, first off, shout out to you, brother. That was an amazing. So we went out to uh, Napa oh. this last week for Ryan's and this little Surprise. little side for uh, his his company kind of team of event and yeah, party. party and. Um, this is why I mean. This is why you are one top in the industry in the entire United States at what you do. Because every time I see and get to be around your team, 
they are world class. I mean, like, oh, yeah, they're good. I mean, Kim, Trey, uh, your, your whole team is just phenomenal. And then to see the way that you take care of them shows why they take such great care of you and your clients. As a client, I've experienced this firsthand. We drink a lot of wine. Yes. I had a hangover and a half on Sunday. That, but then we had jalapeno eggs, Benedict. That, help. that boom fly. Yeah. So, so oh, yeah. that was good. Mm. Um, but here's what I can say if you're one of Ryan's clients, you will get some of the best hand-selected wine in the world because this dude has insane connections all throughout Napa Valley. So that's a little little side benefit of him making you money and taking care of your wealth plan for you. Um, but going back to the Twitter files, so the FBI yeah. and the U.S. government paid Twitter, included with big tech, yep. millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions. To I censor conservatives. Hundreds, over 100 million. To censor conservatives and election information Information. and COVID information that they ultimately felt was against the narrative. I mean, the government did this. Yes. FBI did this. So talking about, you know, all the crazy stories that people have been talking about of weaponizing government agencies and no way, you're a tinfoil hat wearing mofo, like... This all happened. This is like straight, like, and remember, this is all happening under the Democratic Party. Just remember that. Yeah, which is why we just, you know, you have to be some sort of fucking weird to be a Democrat nowadays. Um, For what they are now associated with, as I would say that most people, just like a lot of people, uh, I don't agree with like far right ism. I you think know. there's a lot of staunchy Republicans that are, you know, really kind of the face of a lot of um, the Republic Republican Party. Yep. That normal, humble, you know, it doesn't represent the whole. It do, it doesn't like they. It's hard for them to identify. Like I yeah. can relate to that. I'm like, man, that guy's just kind of a pompous, arrogant. Yeah. I like, don't the way like, he comes yeah. off. I don't like it. I don't but like info policy, bullshit. I don't but policy wise. Yeah, their policies are really they in make, the, bene- the best interest of most Americans. They whereas make you the richest Democrats make you the poorest. It, it, it's just the complete opposite. Yes, they make and you the it's poorest. it's not for the benefit of the general. It's to more control the general public. Correct. It's for control. And so you know that's where I think a lot of people struggle with like what side do I get down with, right? Which I think you know Elon Musk. That's why I love him. Is he's just straight up putting shit out like his uh what did they, he i mean he he had somebody docs like where his family was at follow his, his follow like his, yeah. his level of assassin after putting out all of this shit and is going to continue doing what he's doing mm-hmm. he because he was like what is he calling it the the woke virus of the, the woke brain mind virus yeah the woke like mind virus and and this becoming kind of the great awakening of people waking up and going I don't want that. Like, I don't yeah. want that for my kids. I don't want that for our country. Nope. And now starting to see the repercussions of how that's all playing out financially, mm-hmm. economically, you know, in your family household, all kinds of stuff. His level of like increase in terms of assassination, you know, percentages is going way up. Like, like the risk of him getting killed. Like going through the roof right now. I could say that that was that that makes sense. Like already being the world's, you know, or one of the world's richest guys, depending on what month it is, 
you got a high level of somebody. The security wanting. detail has to be. I mean, dude's serious. rolling around like. I mean, now he is, but before he used to go he get was, in his Tesla truck. It's got the bulletproof glass. Yeah, I need to get me one of them too. I'm, yeah. I'm on the list, but I just thought that was crazy. That he's going to continue rolling out more Twitter files, mm-hmm. and I'm here for it because I love. I it. think people need to get called on the carpet. We need transparency. People just want to know the truth, and based on the truth, right? Because Stalin did a great job of this in the Soviet Union when controlling the narrative. He controlled the truth. He controlled all of mainstream media. And now with what's going on in, you know, Twitter and more of these social platforms, that's giving grassroots journalists the ability to speak more yeah. fact and truth instead of paid journalists that's that are on a lot of the somebody's info. payroll. That if you don't say what we want you to say, you're fired. That's yeah. not, it's not real journalism anymore. No, I signed up for Twitter after um, Elon Musk bought it so I could get the news and sometimes just respond to people that are being absolutely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> some, of your, I just, some of your responses are amazing. I just don't, yeah, like the one of the president, like we're going to make electric cars and like making electric cars is not going to save the environment. It just, it's just not. Uh, but anyway, on... Um, it's it's an interesting, crazy time. Um, I've been waiting for a year to roll over since tw- since I like 2019 ended, and I was like, I'm ready for 2020 to be the decade of awesomeness. It has sucked. Yeah, so far this decade has like, been shit. Not like for business or my life, but man, there's been a lot of stuff going on that I would prefer not to go on. Like Culturally, happened. globally, yeah. Liberal yep. people are now literally batshit crazy. Um, you know, you got, you just got a lot of, you have people that are so brainwashed. They can't even think for themselves. It's weird. I'm hoping the pendulum swings back as it's been swinging this this great awakening that many people are talking about. And I think that, you know, when the pain becomes painful enough for someone to go, this is not serving me anymore. Yeah. You know, this, this week we had, um, well, I mean, Tone, you can pull this up on the screen. Can you see this? There we go. So this is the inflation breakdown. Yeah, for, my eggs are expensive. Right? I eat them every day. I'm paying $6.99. November of 2022. This is uh, basically the core categories plus other notable items. Your over your price changes for inflation. Eggs, yes. 50% more expensive. Airfare, 36%. Butter, transportation, right? So you can see here, I mean, energy is here, food at home, still 13% up year over year, 12% up. I mean, all kinds of stuff in here that, again, this is all that stimulus money that hit most people's pockets that don't have financial literacy and or IQ to Mm -hmm. save it, to invest it, to do intelligent things with it. Mm -hmm. That surplus is is slowly getting eroded. And when pain sets in next year in 2023, now for people that were being diligent with their money, with their investments, not living beyond their means, doing, you know, prudent and disciplined things with their investment plan, there's going to be insane amount of opportunities for you. But unfortunately, there's going to be a pretty significant amount of pain that hits in 2023, in my opinion, that... It's going to force people to start making decisions not on what feels good to me mm. and who I think has my best interests in mind, but what the facts are showing and what real realities you're facing 
with your family, with your finances, with your lifestyle, and having to do some real tough decision making and adjusting because it's going to get, we know it's going to get a little bit more challenging in 2023. Yeah. I am kind of thinking that my the for the market at least on my neck of the woods it looks like we're we we have a potential to have uh, some sort of uh catalyst to the end of the year to get a rally we have to have a nike and who reports it's nike and fedex they're gonna report after hours today and that'll be the start of kind of hey did did black friday did november kind of come through for uh retailers i think it's going to be positive positive yeah um, I think FedEx is going to report that they're they're going to have growth, but it's lower growth than they had last year. I think we're anticipating somewhere between four point four and four point eight percent year over year growth, which is good. Um, Nike reporting positive and strong earnings and strong consumer behavior will be a way that we can get this Santa Claus rally. Every single time that the Fed starts to do this sort of pivot towards a stopping to raise interest rates, which they've announced it's going to be 50, 25, 25, 25. I'm of the opinion and I'm sticking with it's going to be 50, 25, pause. And then what people are going to make the mistake of is when they see the pause, they're going to expect a rate cut to come next, but they're just going to pause, I think, and sit probably until early fall, late summer, you know, August time of, of next year, then they might start you know, talking about interest rate cuts. And when that happens, that's really going to shoot the market up. I do think we'll have a rebound in the stock market. We'll probably have one more pretty good leg down, um, which should be, I'm looking, I don't know if Macaroni Tony, he's the chart god. I'm looking at the 3,600 level, 3,640, 3,620 level on the S&P 500 as the, as the bottom. Uh, if, we, if we do go down, that's where we'll probably bounce off of and that should be the beginning of our last, that should be the last low found. And then we should find a new high after that. Not a, not the highs being a, not as high as the previous yep. one. Then we should be able to kind of grind through, get, get stagnant, but good earnings and probably more value focused areas, not technology, um, but like uh, industrials, um, banks should finally start making money, um, stuff like that. And then we should have a pretty good end of the year, middle of next year. But this is just part of kind of going through that cycle. If you remember like when 2008 happened, um, March of 2009, which is kind of looking like the same kind of setup from a technical standpoint is when the market bottomed out and then there was a rebound that year and the market started its super long bull run. I don't know if we'll have quite as long as a rally as that that is because we're going to be in higher... Um, not so much higher, actually, but we'll be in higher uh, inflationary areas. I think that's going to reward a lot of people who've been prudent, sticking to their plans, continue to put money in their accounts, letting their accounts have drip, dividend reinvestment program, and then rebounding from that. Because I, the statistic came out today on, uh, I think it's CNBC, 89% of individual stocks, 89% are owned by, are owned by millionaires. What are you, what, what is your takeaway from that? That means that you're an idiot if you don't own stocks and yep. you sell them. Rich people own stocks and they don't sell them. 89% they buy, they just, of people own that are millionaires own stocks. Correct. It's so it has to be a part of your plan. The difference the by the other the other and this is just in uh, fixed income, alternatives and equity. So okay. just that not it, it excludes real estate, 
uh, real estate funds or ETFs or re- they'd be considered an equity. Yep. Um, the difference is fixed income, which means that rich people have found out that if you take risk, it rewards you more long term, and you cannot be scared of the short term. It sucks and it is not fun to watch your accounts do what they do over the past nine months, 12 months, and over these next maybe even three to four months. But it's going to be rewarding in the long term because you were prudent. And like we say every single time, if you sell, somebody is waiting to buy. You you cannot sell your asset if nobody buys it. There's not a magical fairy that just makes money up and gives it to you. There has to be somebody with an open order that, that can be filled to buy your asset. And the reason when you can hit sell and it instantly fills is because it's an institution or a hedge fund or a smart investor and likely a wealthy investor that are going to pick it up because they're not stupid. They know that if you play the long game, yep. you will make money. Same thing in real estate. A lot of people freaked out and, and sold their real estate that bought in 2006, 2007. But everybody that held through theirs is in the bag. Yeah, they not only took came, a while. Not only came back, but it came back and then some. Probably triple in some areas. I mean, it depending on your asset class. Yeah, yeah, possibly. So it's just it's not. Um, I was talking to one of the. Um, I was talking to somebody last night, and they're like, "Well, how do you? You know, how do you? What's the secret to getting you know wealthy?" I was, you know, I got some crypto and stuff. I was like, "I don't do crypto very much, not pretty much at all. I just do the stuff that's not sexy because that's what everybody tells you not to do because it's not fun to them. But getting rich isn't fun. It's hard." Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast And trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. I mean, Buffett and Munger, Being rich is fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Makes life so much easier. Yeah, getting so rich much is more not, fun. Getting rich is not So much more fun. impactful. Yeah. And, I mean, Buffett and Munger, the, you know, the goats at dividend, doing the boring, gods. unsexy, Billions. but consistent yeah. investment prudence. I, re- I remember when everybody was, everybody was shitting on uh, Buffett because when Kathy Wood was going through her, her bull run in the, uh, the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, kind of rebound that we had and 
it's hilarious now because Warren Buffett is making way more money, consistently making money, and he's getting paid dividends, which is really important because all the portfolios that we have, even the growth portfolios, we still have dividend yield on them because getting paid while you wait is important. A lot of growth stocks do not pay you dividends, so having some yield in your portfolio is super, super important. Um, but the thing, again, to encourage people, you can't get caught up in market timing. Mm-hmm. Um, not in the stock market. It's too, it moves too fast and you're not smart enough, I'm not smart enough, the smart people aren't smart enough to time it because there's too many systemic risks. Systemic risks are things that you literally, by definition, cannot hedge against. Things are going to happen completely outside of our control because people do so many things that affect the markets that move the stock market. Um Bank of Japan being a good example. Nobody kind of saw that coming, and that was a that's a big deal for the uh, fixed income market. And and for those that don't know, what Japan just announced yesterday, they're they're removing the ceiling off their off their yield, um, which essentially lets people know that they're moving more towards maybe like a neutral rate and out of a negative or or, or zero, which is massive rate. for them. Yeah, they're one of the last. Um, quality areas that you could invest and get negative yield or zero yield on your debt. And so them moving away from that kind of tells us that the world as a whole is going to a higher interest rate. So money is going to be more expensive long-term. What does that mean in a long scope? Assets like real estate are likely going to go from like a three to 5% annualized return, probably closer to like a four to 7% annualized return. It's going to be the net same because the cost of money will offset some of that for most people. But that's going to raise probably the long-term annualized return on real estate, which is awesome. That means that that real estate will appreciate faster. It's going to mean that fixed income pays higher coupon rates and there's likely going to be more volatility in the bond market long-term because we're not going to be in a lower interest rate environment. So there's going to be more um, opportunity to be made in a uh, high yield and uh, low duration fixed income, I believe. And then it's going to provide opportunity for, well, I feel like it's going to force, um, I don't feel like, I think, I know it's going to force companies, you have to be profitable. You can't run on a negative balance sheet. You're not a farm. I was going to say, if anything, it's going to it's gonna make people run their companies in a more higher quality way. Yeah. Yeah. Because money Which costs. is going to benefit who? Uh, both sides. It's going to make higher quality companies with higher quality products. Yep. It's going to cost more, but it's going to make high, it's going to make a better overall so the business consumer. environment for the consumer. And then on the other side, it's going to be better for the investor. Correct, because investors are going to have more money going in. Yep. Companies will have higher profits, and likely what companies will do is they'll do like pure cash stock buybacks versus leveraged to stock buybacks. So the days of like. Heavy leverage stock buybacks are likely gone. Yep. But FedEx is already announcing a, a stock buyback based on what they're expecting for their results this year. So the stock buybacks are very good because it helps the price rise and it keeps the it keeps the availability and the scarcity there in stock. So the consistency going up. It also shows a company is is um, invested in the success of themselves because they are literally have their own money, their company money skin in the game. So the stock price very much um, matters to them. That's a very good thing. So overall, like I said, we're, we're very close to the end. Historically, about over 70% of the time, we've never had, I think one time actually, maybe it's like only one time. I got to go back and check my data. So to hold me light on this one, folks, I think there's only been one time when the Fed's pivoted 
or started to pivot because they're not going to pivot off of uh, not hiking, but starting to go down that road, um, that the market hasn't gone through a pretty good, really quick 30 to 45 day dip um, before it recovered and started a new cycle. Typically before you start a bull cycle, um, you will see a dip. Even in like some some uh, day trading setups when I was day trading that a very large downward trend was indicative of a good time to get in for an upward trend to start. It's just kind of a necessary uh, evil. Again, I use that term a lot today, but it is necessary. Um, you can't have where the S&P 500 makes money 72% of the time. So we'll call that seven out of 10 times it makes money. You have to be there for the other three uh, tenths of it in order to be successful because some of the biggest market swings happen in the three tenths of it. The easy stuff is the seven tenths. Being a part of the three tenths is necessary because a lot of the big swings where the market goes up and you're getting paid yield happens in that three tenths of the time. And it's the hardest time to be in the market. So I've probably sounded like a broken record for the past four or five months, but it's just because it's the right thing to do mm-hmm. in and during times like this, when everybody is selling, one of the things that, the, like you said, the goat we were talking about earlier, Warren Buffett, he has always stuck to the guns that I'm just going to be a contrarian. Yep. When people are getting comfortable, I'm going to stick on the sidelines. That's why he's been building up his cash for so many years. Yep. And then when people get crazy, I'm going to start deploying it, which is why he's buying a crap load of stock. If you look at his 13K, he is buying so much stock. It's insane. And he's buying value stock, companies that have good balance sheets that are low PEs that can produce long-term and pay the dividends that, they, that he wants to get paid. It's going to be an interesting ride. We've never seen in the history of our economy the Fed raise rates this fast. Correct. So that's where I think, especially with the real estate market. It's still going to... But that gets them to neutral faster. It does. I agree. And I think that's good for... Statistically, we actually don't know if that's going to happen. Let's say statistically, it should get them to neutral faster in the yield curve. So when I woke up today, this was the first day that I've seen the spreads on the tens and the twos begin to compress. Um, 10-year yield, two-year yield. And that's very good to me because it was it was getting around the mid seventy basis point area, and I was I was explaining to you it broke over that, and that was bad. Now we're in the high fifties, which that's a big compression in fixed income. Uh, we need that to also happen because you're not supposed to be able to buy two year debt and get paid more than if you buy ten year debt. That makes no sense. Um, so, in the um, well, the fact they've done it this fast and unemployment has stayed where it's at. S&P has obviously had its challenges, but still relatively held strong. Yeah. You know, it'll be interesting to see what inflation does over the next couple months. Inflation, inflation is already down. It's just, it'll be interesting to see. Still if, high if, though. Still it is. painful, but it's kind of becoming normalized in a lot of people's minds. It's lower than the CPI number. Yeah. That's the, that's the hard part where people don't understand how to chew on that. It's the real real inflation is below what CPI says. Um, consumer price index is what we call inflation or what they use to judge what inflation is. But real inflation by most economist standards is much below what CPI is indicating headline and core. Um, I would call it closer to 4.7 um, versus the six-ish area that they're saying it is in right now. With all that being said, I've... You've heard some of the terms that we've spoke about 30 to 45 days ago, owner's equivalent rent. Um, 
uh, Case-Shiller price index, things that the mainstream media is now starting to talk about. And that's because they're starting to catch up with the narrative as well that inflation has likely peaked. And Jeffrey, uh, is it Gunlock? I think it's Gunlock, Gunlock. I think it's Gunlock. He was on TV the other day and he was speaking. He's a big bond trader. And he was saying, yeah, there's going to be a little bit more pain in the stock market. But I'm of the opinion that the bond market is not telling us that there's going to be a massive recession. There's going to be a slight pullback that will be very quick and modest. And then we should recover from there. And that's good to see somebody on the fixed income side saying what people like Jeremy Siegel are saying, who is Wharton School of Finance. Uh, and Goldman Sachs came out, somebody in Goldman Sachs came out with this a, week as well and said, hey, we still think there may be a recession, but we're actually not as you know, certain as we were last month. I think what's going to happen is they're going to pause and then they're going to say, yeah, you know what? We were wrong. Uh, inflation wasn't transit, you know, inflation isn't transit, right? Holy crap, we just finished. And yeah, you're right. That was a recession we were in. Mm-hmm. I mean, how are we, we can't, I mean, we got to, we have, we can't fight the Fed, but we have to understand that, you know, they're like our mom. They're going to tell us what we need to know when we need to hear it, um, when it's good for us. And our mom, you know, your mom had to tell you a, a white lie. And so has my mom in the past as well. Um, it's just the way that you raise a child, right? I guess you have to tell them what they need to hear when they need to hear it. So they act the way that you need them to act. It's control, but it's control so that they can get the market landed back. And I still think a soft landing is highly likely. It'll be interesting to see how this trickles into the real estate market with defaults, home equity, the real estate industry as a whole. Interest rates are going to go back up. Yep. for a short period of time, and then they, they're going to stay high probably through uh, summertime. I think seasonality is going to help the real estate market kind of buoy itself back up, and it should start going back up when the stock market does. CoreLogic released a report, 1.1 million homeowners now have negative equity but when in did Q3 they buy? and 20. They're mainly people that bought in 2022, right? Thank you. Yeah, I saw so, that report. Nobody... In fact, I believe it is nobody that bought in 2019 has negative equity. No, 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 no. Yeah. Home builder confidence data got released yesterday. Um, Builder confidence in the market for newly built single family homes posted its 12th 12th straight monthly decline in December. Dropped two more points. Again, there's still a record number of housing starts and, and houses under construction. So it's all relative, but we at like the end to of the day, above 50. they were 50 is kind of a, exactly the yeah. threshold of it being a good market. This one now being in the 30s, low 30s, they're, you know, of course, they're not feeling as confident. But More not- on, the, on the Midwest, um, still confidence is a lot higher. West Coast with inflation, labor issues, the cost to build mm-hmm. and affordability. That's where we're seeing a little bit more challenging, you know, um, kind of dynamics for, for home builders. Our nation's affordability challenges stem from an alarming supply demand imbalance and to properly address this, we must build 4.3 million new apartments by 2035. This last month, they saw a drop in multifamily housing permits um, and starts. So, that's just something that they're aiming for. This is coming from the National Association of Realtors. Mm-hmm. Also noted compared to the prior month, the monthly mortgage payment increased by 7.3%, uh, while the median family income increased by 0.9%. This is just right an example of the delta between affordability, having issues, 
home buying is less affordable. So you're seeing less people apply mortgage apps. So let's see what we got here. Right. Applications to buy new homes in November are down 25% year over year. Up month over month. They are up month over I month. Think 10 basis points. <laughs> yeah, very, I think it was 0. 0.8, 0. 0.9, something like oh, that. Oh, was it 0.9? Yeah. Oh, it was, so 90 basis points. Oh, no, you're right. No, it was point. It was 0.1. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was, it was in October. Was, yep. I thought it was 0.1. Yeah, uh, was like, Altos yeah. reports inventory is down again, 2.5% week over week, the same as the week prior, down 9.6% from the peak in October of uh, this year. That being said, it's still, you know, it's still drastically down from where it was in 2019. Rents, we've been hearing this kind of tune for the last couple months. U.S. rental price growth slowed for the sixth straight month on an annual basis in October to 8.8%, the lowest rate of appreciation in more than a year. But it is still, key word here, three times higher than the pre-pandemic level. And I think, you know, based on where, I mean, if if it's less people applying for houses, if there's less home sales happening, if people can't afford to own a home, there's still going to be rental demand. And there's still going to be, I think, according to the National Association of Realtors, about a 6% increase projected um, estimate of rental growth price this next year in 2023. So we're not seeing some massive falling in the rental side and or the home value side. Yep. Forbearance, the total number of loans now in forbearance remain flat relative to the prior month at 0.7%, 70 basis points as of November 30th. According to the Mortgage Bankers Association estimate, there's about 350,000 homeowners in forbearance plans. So I think really, it's really these, not that much. It's not at all. And these are where, these are the main, if you're looking to- Unemployment, keep, yep. forbearance, people not, when people cannot pay their mortgage, I would say that's one of the best leading indicators. Exactly. Because so, that is, that's their home. So that's getting back to that exact point. Those are the kind of data points you want to be paying attention to as we head into- you know, 2023, Q1, Q2, Q3, of course, looking at rate hikes and the cost of money, mm-hmm. looking at unemployment, looking at defaults, that is going to be a big one. As that number starts to creep up a little bit, like Ryan said, I mean, that is that is your number one, you know, uh, in my opinion, investment of security is shelter. If you stop paying for one of the most important assets, that's where we're starting to see people really get pinched in their financial pocketbook and starting to have to make some tough decisions. And if the house and the mortgage payment is the one that you're cutting, that might be foreshadowing some potential pain that may be in the marketplace. That also may be for investors, a point of opportunity to start looking at getting a little bit more aggressive and thinking that the market might be taking a shift. Mm -hmm. But again, just like Ryan always talks about playing the long-term game, on the stock market and equity side, it's the same thing on the real estate side. Buy cash flow. Look at assets from a long-term 10-year-plus horizon in perspective that you're going to hold it in your portfolio. You're going to manage and operate it accordingly. Your cash flow may go up. You know Your cash flow may get compressed a tiny bit. No matter what your equity does, as long as you're net positive, it's going to be a long-term good quality investment that you're going to come out ahead on. Yep. So, so that being said, we want to wrap up and I want to get your thoughts on this $1.7 trillion bill that is going through. 
I didn't really know much about it besides I heard about the defense spending. I've yeah, heard some things. I've heard some things about stuff in there that I obviously wouldn't like, like money going to Ukraine. Um, I'm not a big fan. Of- I know what you will like. We got 858 uh, billion like. of that going to the military. That's about half. Which is about a 10% increase over its current levels. I like that. It'd fund domestic programs at more than 772 billion, including nearly 119 billion um, for veterans' medical care. I like that. Which is great. Uh, Josh Howley was a part of the bill, which makes me feel more confident in that there'd be a lot of stuff that I do like. It was just a bipartisan bill, which means that there's stuff that I'm not going to like. Yeah, I mean, that's how it always has to be. Yep there there's definitely going to be some stuff in there. You got about forty five billion going to Ukraine, Ukraine, yeah, um, which uh, was above Biden's request for thirty seven billion. Yeah. Another forty billion in disaster aid for storm and wildfire recovery. That's good, important. Um, also, unrelated policy provisions, um, including a bipartisan deal to revamp the outdated Electoral Count Act. That's one that I think is a little bit interesting. Just I think ma- there's more. I want to know more about that because the best I could read about it when we quickly were looking it up was just that it makes the vice president certifying the election more ceremonial and less like, hey, you can't actually stop certifying the election because you don't think it is good. And that's why that rule was put there so that the vice president, there was one more check and balance before anything happened. Um, and so they make they want to make that more ceremonial and not actually mean anything in case the VP doesn't want to do that. Legislation would ban TikTok on government phones. I like that. An extension of pandemic telehealth flexibility, retirement savings incentives, and much more. So, going to be interesting to you know kind of see how um, as this money kind of gets deployed, if it actually hits where it's supposed to. And how that ultimately trickles into well, they passed. It has to now. They passed that. They did pass a new bill like a couple of years ago, or now when things get, they 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 have to go. The Supreme Court has said they have to go where it says you you're telling people they go and it's passed, or you get uh, lots of trouble. So I'm I'm confident it'll go where it's supposed to. Go. I know the forty five billion is going to go to Ukraine for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> Biden needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> With that being said, we appreciate you guys. Merry Christmas to Merry you, Christmas, everybody. your family. Happy New Year. Make sure to go out and do something nice for somebody 100%. that may need it. Um, you know, building wealth is is obviously something that selfishly creates so many luxuries and so many benefits for you and your family and your kin. But there's a there's a lot of people, good people that that need assistance as well. So if you have the ability to go and, and bless somebody on Christmas, do it. It'll feel good, good karma. It'll come full circle. It'll be a great way to kick off 2023. We can't wait to spend another year with you guys because this is going to be one of those wealth building years that we talk about for a long time. Correct. 2023 is going to be insane. If you want to be on that journey with us, don't forget to tune in each and every week. Hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to leave us a review. It means a lot to us to get positive 
public feedback on iTunes, whatever podcasting platform you listen to this on, just take 90 seconds, drop a review. And don't forget to take advantage of your free financial x-ray. Text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. That'll get you connected with Ryan and his amazing team. Deals for all my accredited investors. Text the word deals to that same phone number for those looking for passive income investment opportunities. If you want to get to an event with us this year in person, we don't throw big conferences. Mm -hmm. We like to have intimate environments where we get to really build relationships, connect with you guys. Text the word events to that same phone number. Last but not least, head over to millionermindcats.com forward slash store to grab your rich life planner. Make 2023 your best year ever. And if you're not on the text letter, text the word notes to 844-447-1555. With that being said, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a million and beyond. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Joe. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Wealth Building Wednesday. Be sure to tune in next week for more news and updates. If you got some value from today's show, all we ask is that you either leave a review on whatever podcasting platform you enjoy listening to this content on or share this with somebody that you know can gain some insight, some value from it. One of the things that you guys know about Ryan and I is, you know, we definitely won't say we have all the answers and we definitely won't say we know it all. We just want to bring conversation to the areas, the topics that we believe are really important to bring attention and awareness to, to help you sharpen your ax, put more tools on your tool belt, weaponize you to make the best decisions that align not only with your financial goals, right, but your lifestyle goals. So if you guys want to take advantage of Ryan's free financial x-ray on your investment portfolio, all you have to do is text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. Most people have no idea what they're being charged from a fee perspective or really in most cases overcharged and whether or not their current investment plan is actually aligned with what they're trying to accomplish and by when. And this is something Ryan does for all of our listeners for free. So be sure to take them up on that x-ray, one word, 844-447-1555. Also, if you are someone who is serious about building your wealth and you're already kind of established, but you want to surround yourself with other like-minded, high net worth individuals, be sure to text WEALTHCAMP, one word, to 844-447-1555 to learn more about our intimate five-star experiences with other like-minded business owners and investors to cross-pollinate, to hear what they're doing, and to have a whole, a whole hell of a lot of fun while we're doing it. And last, if you want to know more about consulting or getting mentorship directly from me or from Ryan, you can learn more by texting the word MENTOR to 844-447-1555. With that being said, that's all for this week. Until next Keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friends. 